Welcome to the Build Your House podcast. Build Your House is designed to give you the tools you need to disciple your family. Each Monday during the school year, we will be taking time to talk about real issues that we are facing with real answers from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Build Your House podcast. We are here in our illustrious studio with four pretty awesome people and Jared Wood. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Jared Wood is here. Tyler Bushnell, Pastor Brent Keating, and Chuck Huddleston are here. And we are going to talk today to close out our school year about the single best piece of advice each of us has ever gotten. And hopefully by the end of this, you will have learned five new wonderful pieces of information. Alec. Yes, sir. Are you out of breath? I am. I Look, there was no SD card in the machine, so I ran down the stairs and ran down the hall and then ran back down the hall and ran up the stairs. And now I'm trying to, like, handle all this. Okay, so you were not prepared. No. That one flight of stairs got him. It got me so bad. And I'd no, like to offer prepared. a bit of advice. <laughs> Please. Be prepared. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the whole podcast. We're already done. All right. Thank you all. See you all next week. We can't, we can't continue. Yeah, right? Oh, man. Uh, Brother Jared, we're going to start with you. What's the single best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Sure. So I'm going to kind of use a little bit of a sports analogy, um, and hopefully it applies, it applies to everything. But uh, something that Jackson and I do often is we, we practice golf because uh, he's on the golf team. And something that's really apropos to golf that you hear a lot is that you're trying to get your feels to match your reels. And what that means is that often in your swing, what you feel like you're doing is not actually what you're doing at all. Okay. And so that it's the feels versus reels argument. And uh, I was thinking about that actually a few months ago because I was diving into YouTube trying to help him, you know, with the swing. And and uh, I I feel like it really applies. on a practical and spiritual level as well, uh, because often what I'm feeling, you know, personally is not actually what is happening right, right. or what That's is good. real. Uh, and so uh, the the golf idea is to get your feels to match your reels. And so I think that applies really across the board. You're trying to get, you know, what you're feeling to actually match what's is, what's happening. Uh, and then the, 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 the other component of that is, is that oftentimes uh, what you're feeling changes yeah, and so what you what may feel great in your swing one day doesn't feel great in your swing the the next day, right. and so often you know if we're uh, in a situation where we're upset or angry or irritated, oftentimes in twenty four hours or forty eight hours we won't feel the same way we felt, right. and so of course there are things we can do to sort of help you know how we feel, but just that baseline idea of feels versus reels has really helped me out awesome. uh, a lot. I mean, especially like in church services, even like, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like anything's happening. Sure. It doesn't mean that nothing is at happening. all. Right. And exactly. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Tyler, what is the single best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Yeah. So mine also kind of has a sports theme to it. Uh, I remember in high school, I had a coach, a track coach that was uh, a philosophizer. He thought, he thought, you know, he thought what he said was always good. Rarely was it good, but this one actually really stood, stood out and stuck <laughs> right. with me. Uh, we were actually 
we're going to state track meet and only a few of us made it. So we just rode with the coach. We didn't have enough to take a van or a bus or anything. We just literally rode with the coach yeah. and we were talking. Uh, and he said this, he says, if the heart goes out, the mind and the body are going to follow it. But if your heart keeps going, your body will always find a way to keep going. Wow. And he was talking about running. And if you're a runner and it's just you and nature essentially out there, your body will start to hurt and your mind will start to to want to quit. Yeah. And your mind can convince you to quit, you know, of a thousand reasons why you should quit. Nobody, you don't have to do this. Nobody's watching you. Uh, you this hurts, you know, just, just quit. Yeah. And if your heart's not really in it, you'll quit. You'll listen to those thoughts or you'll listen to the aches of your body. But if your heart is made up before you ever start, it doesn't matter how bad your body begins to hurt. It doesn't matter what thoughts pop into your head along the way. You'll find a way to keep going. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember my sixth grade at Moss Bluff Middle School for PE, they made us run a mile. That was like the the fitness test of the year, yeah. run a mile. And I remember we were all like, dude, we, we've never ran that far. We can't do it. <laughs> and once again, it was a coach. A coach said, you can always run farther than you think you can. If you want to do it, you your body will find a way to do it. Right. You just have to have it in your heart. And uh, I've applied that to a lot in life, not just sports, but but even with work or raising a family. There's a lot of times your mind will try to talk you out of it. There's a lot of times your your achy body will try to yeah. talk you out of it. But if your heart's really in it, you'll always find a way to to finish or to to succeed at what you're trying to accomplish. Right. That's, That's awesome, awesome, man. And you got scripture to back that up with wherever your treasure is, there's your heart also. So yeah. what you deeply value, For sure. you are going to you're, you're going to, f- that's awesome. You'll find that's a way. awesome. I love that, man. Pastor. And I would say the, the verse that says above all else, guard your heart, ah. uh, super applies to that because, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that's some heart stoppers. So, wow. Coming soon to a living way near you, heart stoppers. <laughs> heart <series>. stoppers. <laughs> that's right. Oh, dude, for yeah. real, man. Uh, Pastor, you're next on the line. What's the single best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Well, I'm going to give you two things. Um, One uh, is is something that I heard one time that a theologian was asked, what is the greatest piece of theology in Scripture? Uh, Out of all of your studying, what have you found to be the greatest, uh, most meaningful idea of Scripture? And he said... Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. The entire scripture communicates the love of God to us and the fact that God is love. And then I would spin off of that, and I was actually, as a young, younger guy, um, of course, I'm still incredibly young. Very. Yeah. And uh, Jared, <laughs> take the mic down from your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that I heard someone say one time, it was actually on a James Dobson program, and they were discussing um, living for God and the alternatives. And the question came up about, you know, why is there a devil? Why didn't God just create us and we're all a part of his creation? Why is there an alternative to do wrong? And, um, and the host said... This, this, he made this comment. He said, there is no significance in love that has no alternatives. And I grabbed a hold of that, memorized it, because personally for me, it was answering a lot of 
questions in my young mind of, you know, why is the world made up the way it is? And that registered with me um, being the fact that there are alternatives, which makes my love for God significant. I have other choices. I can live my life how I want to, but I choose. And no, and that applies to so many different things. Like in marriage, Cindy didn't have to marry me, but she had other choices, but she chose me, which makes our love significant. And uh, so I, I love Living Way. I love uh, you know, the people of living way. And I mean, I love all kinds of different things. Uh, but I have options and that, that love is significant because of the alternatives that I do have. So that has been something that's always stuck out to me. Uh, and that has really meant a lot to, to me in, in, in the process of life. Wow. That's really, really cool, man. That, I mean, that applies to everything, like even food, like, you know, with not drinking alcohol as a as a good choice wouldn't mean anything if there was none that you could drink. Right. You, you can't make the choice if there's no choice to be made. That's right. That's oh, incredible. Wonderful. Everybody's been incredible so far. Chuck, the bar is high. Oh, my goodness. The bar is really high. Yeah, Chuck, no doubt, has put in a couple <laughs> hey, hours of study. I'm swing for the fences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matthew 5. All right, Chuck, what is the single best piece of advice you've ever been given? Well, oddly enough, uh, though this is something that I feel like God had been trying to communicate to me for a long time, uh, just this last week, uh, God actually used Pastor Brent to give me a tremendous piece of advice that I'm going to hold dearly to myself for the rest of my life. All right. After I had gone to pastor several times about a particular issue that I was having trouble really understanding what God was trying to communicate to me on a personal level, uh, finally, pastor uh, boldly told me these words. He said, Chuck, I am not your savior. He said, you must learn to talk to God about these things and speak his word over your problems and read his word so that you can uh, understand what God is saying to you. Yeah. And so though this upset me a little bit, Pastor, hate <laughs> to throw you under the bus, <laughs> I had to uh, think about it and it stung a little bit emotionally. After I began to think about that and pray about it, what, what God was communicating to me through Pastor Brent is it was very unfair for me to put the burden of yeah. seeking direction yeah. over the uh, of the will of God for my life on Pastor Brent. And though there's a place for godly counsel and advice, we're not eliminating that. Uh, I'm doing a huge disservice to a person if I'm constantly seeking advice over things that God is trying to communicate to mm-hmm. me because they are not my Savior. And Pastor has blind spots because he's a human. Right. However, God, if I ask him, he said, seek and you shall find, uh, knock and the door will be open, ask and you shall receive. I'm also you doing a big disservice to myself mm. uh, because if I'm constantly going to leaders or mentors for direction that only God can give me, I am eliminating from my life the ability to learn to hear the voice of God yeah, yeah. through prayer and the reading of his word. And, and I'm doing a big disservice to God because God wants that place right. in my life. And there are some things that Pastor Brent 
does not know about the will of God for my life because we are all unique and God has a unique calling for all of us. And so I'm learning now, uh, instead of just running to a leader for advice, go to God in prayer. And since then, I've been praying about that thing that I want God to speak to me about. And he's beginning to give me some, uh, some insight into what he's saying. And so good piece of advice. Thanks, That's good. That's, That's good, Chuck. Good, yeah. I, you know, for those of you who, who may not know, Chuck is kind of the problem staff member. So the, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm really just kidding. In all seriousness, Chuck, um, what you were saying made me think of something that uh, somebody uh, told me a while back, many years ago, but they said, you know, God is not waiting to bash us over the head when we make a mistake. And, you know, he. it's so cool how he, um, he graciously allows us to sort of not flounder, I think, but, but try to find, you know, what he wants. And he uses, you know, pastors and other people in our lives to kind of help point us in the right direction. So it's cool that you're able to see, you know, hey, the Lord is, is wanting to speak, you know, speak to me and, and to follow that. You know, Absolutely. sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to follow that. We, we just, we want the answer now, sure. you know. And kudos to you for getting past the sting yes. and, and leaning into what was said, so. Absolutely. And when you pray, you know, God may use a person to speak uh, over your life. He might use a sermon. He might use a scripture that jumps off the page when you're reading. He might speak to your heart in prayer. However, I do believe that if we ask God for direction, somehow or another, he's going to use an avenue to make his will clear for your life. Yep. It's, it, I, think, I think that's amazing, understanding that you've got to keep God in the God spot and the human in the human spot. Amen. The leadership is so important, but it fits everywhere. You can't make your friends your God. You can't make your spouse or your children your God. You have to have God, God. Absolutely. That's so sound, Chuck. That's wonderful. I guess I'm the last one, so I'll shoot in. I'll throw in my three and a half cents. I always have something a little extra to say. Uh, the greatest piece of advice I feel like I've ever gotten has actually been pretty recent, and it was from Jared Wood. He didn't actually tell it to me. He t- said it in a music conference setting. But it, to me, a good piece of advice is something that when you hear it, you can't step back on the other side of that line, even if you try, because you're, you're forced to reckon with that information forever. Even if you deny it, like people who smoke cigarettes are not under the delusion that it is an okay choice. They know it's unhealthy. They can't move back past that line. So I'll never forget when Jared said, you have the relationship with God that you want right now. And I took a second because I was so infuriated. Like, no, I don't. I want to grow. I want this, and I want more, and I want to pray more, and I want to read my Bible more. And, and it just, it, he let it hang, and it really just, it was a crushing weight because I have the time to spend more time in prayer if I wanted it. I have the time to read more if I want to. Me and David DeVille did a Bible in 90 days reading program a year ago or two years ago or something like that. And I, I'm a very slow reader, but I was determined to keep up with David and I, like, he's a faster reader than me. And so I was like, I'm going to get this. We're going to finish this whole thing in 90 days. And I was reading for like three or four hours every day. I was getting up really early. I was taking lunch breaks to do it. I would just pace upstairs in the old staff hallway. I was staying up to like 11.59 so that I could start the next day's reading a little early and get some extra time in. Yeah, David actually told me he was considering getting you a picture Bible so that you could... (laughs) Go faster. (laughs) Like, really, man, I would like stand and pace and there'd be these long stretches of scripture. I was having such a difficult... So I'd read out loud. It was annoying to my wife and my children. 
And I, I added like three or four hours of Bible reading a day to my life. And my lifestyle didn't change. I was still getting time with my kids. I still had time for work. I still had my leisure time. And about halfway through, I was like, dear God, I've been sitting on this much extra time. So you can do what you have the ability to have what you want with God. But if you don't have it, it's because you haven't prioritized it yet. You don't have the hours of intercessory prayer that you want because you don't want it enough. You don't have, I mean, you, we make time. Tyler said this course, I guess everybody's going to give me advice in this particular conversation. Tyler <laughs> told me a couple years ago, you make time for the things you want. Like, yeah. that's it. You're, you're going to chase down the things you want. And that, that one nugget has bled into everything. Like, I have, when my family asked me what to get me for Christmas, I don't know what to tell them because I have what I want. I have already prioritized and saved money for the things I want. I don't want that thing because I didn't go buy it. I already have everything that I want, especially when it comes to God. And that is a sobering thought to look at your relationship with God right now, while you're listening, wherever you are, to examine every part of your prayer life, your Bible devotion, how you participate in services, and, and examine this is apparently what I want. This is the relationship with God right now that I've prioritized. Amen. You know, Alec, I think a lot of times, like we fall in love with the idea of something. Uh, so we so we love the idea of being an intercessor, or we love the idea of, you know, what have you. And so, I mean, I'd be the first to admit, I you know, I'd, I've done that. Like, hey, I, I really like the idea of being this, <laughs> but you're really not that. And so... Yeah, we're comforted by our intentions. Oh, for yeah. sure. Wow. For sure. Yeah, that's There's a good another one. piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got an eight today, I think, actually, instead of five. Uh, anybody else want to? Well, I, I do. I, I heard something one time um, that said you everybody should celebrate somebody else's birthday. And I would just like to ask Alec, what is your birthday? We should totally edit that as the end of the episode. <laughs> like, it just it just cuts to the techno beat, and that's it. Sorry, fuck it up. Corrosion connection. What's your birthday, bud? Wonderful, Pastor. Thank so, you so much for that insightful that's the piece extra, of information. Yeah. Can we leave all this in? Please, let's leave all this in. Wow, <laughs> dear God, there's going to be a thousand people on Facebook. I've heard him say it was this. You're totally wrong. The look on Alex's face. God, as soon as you said birthday, I was like, can I leave? Is it okay if I just leave? I can walk out. They can hit the stop button. We've arrived at the pregnant pause. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you all so much for listening, not just today, but this whole year. We hope it has helped you grow as an individual. We hope that it has helped you build your homes your houses, your families, your personal relationships with God. Thank you so much, guys, for coming in today. And thank you all for listening. And tune in to the future. Who knows what may come from the Living Way podcast. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye. God bless you.